Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. So I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, what is it that we're supposed to do? Why don't you give us some useful information, some good advice? What is it that we're supposed to do to fix this system? And um, if you're asking those questions, then then you don't understand that this is a cycle and that what we're going to go through is inevitable. There is no reversing course. There is no fixing the system. It doesn't work like that. Now, you really have to understand Cantillon's effect. If you read Cantillon's essay and just take in the, not like the outdated information about traveling on wagons and stuff like that, but take down the rooted laws of economics that are that are going to be in every historical case, how it is that nations rise and how they fall. And it is the same for everybody, no matter who it is or what the society is trying to accomplish or do. It doesn't matter who you vote for. It doesn't matter what the leaders are going to do or say. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff because it's all cyclical. Now, what happens is from the flow of money. When new money comes into the system, and what that new money does is it drives everybody into luxuries, foreign imports, and then eventually the new money turns off and everybody falls into poverty. It happens the same over and over and over again. Every nation goes through the same situation when it comes to the rise and fall. Now, some nations get that wealth through mining operations and the selling of natural resources. Other nations do it from production. Some nations do it through war. Some nations have done it through the issuance of debt. When you think of the United States, the United States at one time was the most productive and lending nation in the world. We produced more and we lent out more than any other nation ever. Now, we consume more and we are in the biggest debt history of, in the history of the world the United States has issued out more debt. That new money that has come into the system has given us a way of life unlike anybody or any time in history. And a lot of people don't realize that. That they look at their lives and they say, man, I don't have this high standard of living comparatively to the super rich or something. But through history, there has never been a time when our lives have been easier than they are now. Something to think about. And now I know a lot of people will shake their heads and they'll argue with this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether or not you think that society should be different from what it is or if we should be paid more or if we should have more time off or if we should have free medical or if we should have free food. None of that stuff matters. It's not part of what it is that is going to happen. That is just part of the system that is now part of the cycle. Think about like, think about during the Roman times when they were handing out dole, like free food, and putting on a show. They were entertaining the people and appeasing them. Well, I think about what's happening now. We have UBI talk like crazy out there. 
how UBI is going to somehow save the system that we have and make everybody's lives better. That is a symptom of the problem. UBI is a symptom of the problem. See, as this new money has poured into the system, we once were a productive nation and we sold more to the rest of the world. And that money that poured in gave us a standard of living unlike anybody else. And we enjoyed that standard of living. And we wanted to increase our standard of living. And so we started buying into the luxuries that are out there. Why wouldn't you? Once you have the money, why would you just hold on to it when you can increase the betterment of your life? Of course you're going to buy into luxuries. So as you buy into luxuries, what that does is it starts driving ever-increasing amounts of foreign imports. Because the luxuries that are, you are buying start driving the prices up. And when the prices go up, the foreign competition starts coming in. And the more this new money continues to pour in, the ever-increasing amounts of foreign production start coming in, competing with the domestic manufacturers, and the domestic manufacturers start to leave. This creates a wedge between the rich and the poor. And that separation between the rich and the poor will continue to grow so long as new money continues to pour into the system. And it doesn't matter if that new money is coming from manufacturing like it once did, or if it's coming from the issuance of debt, like we do now. That new money pouring into the system will ever increase that wedge between the two classes, those who have and those who have not. And those who have not have to work ever increasingly harder to try and have. So it makes it very difficult on them as this continues. Now, as the new money starts to pour in and it drives in ever increasing amounts of foreign imports and out driving out the domestic manufacturing, it's driving out all the jobs that go with it. So what are the people supposed to do to have any kind of living, let alone a better standard of living, if they have no job? Well, if the new money continues to pour into the system and you have a consumer-based economy like we do here, you have to produce a consumer. How do you produce a consumer? Well, you issue out a lot of debt. What if they're in debt saturation? They got student loan debt, credit card debt, car loan debt, they got a house debt. They can't afford to take on any more debt. How do you make them a consumer? Just give them the money. UBI. UBI is a symptom of the new money coming in and not enough debt issuance to go out for everybody. So you just take out the debt yourself, the government, and hand the money to the people, the consumer. Now you have a society that is 100% consumer-based, reliant 100% on foreign purchases of that debt. How long will that last? Think about what that can do for the society. You don't have to work and you're given money to consume. Think about that for a little bit. How do you fix that system? You can't. You would have to tell people, start producing everything that you need for yourself. Produce all your own electricity, all your own food. Don't buy anything, no debt. Relieve all your debt. Don't take out any more. Don't purchase anything. Buy everything used or do without and save every dime that you have. Don't spend it and work twice as hard as you do now for less. Now, if you can convince people to do something like that, then you might be able to reverse the course of this cycle. But it would only last as long as people built up their savings and then wanted to enjoy it. As soon as you start going into luxuries, the whole system 
starts to comply or the whole cycle you know starts to take off and that system that you had tried collapse so there is no fixing this there is no reversing course there is no answer to it there is nothing that can be done to stop the cycle from happening at some point you will see the dollar bubble it will buy more than you could ever possibly imagine then it'll pop and we'll all go into poverty I hate to be the doomsday of it but it's just the way it goes and there's nothing you can do to stop this from happening uneducated economist you guys let me know